You're listening to Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We're continuing our 2024 World Junior Championship Prospect Review. We're now going to focus on Slovakia. <clears throat> Excuse me. And talk about, right off the top, Dalvor Dvorsky. I thought, going into the tournament, I think, you know, you and Jason as well thought, you know, he had to be an offensive catalyst for them. He had to be one of the top players uh, defensively as a forward for Slovakia if they were going to have a chance. And I thought he acquitted himself very well. You know, six points in five games, not all points. But they were also going against all the top lines and having to, you know, push their way through I really thought they were going to make the semifinals um, and the Finns knocked them out uh, I know they were super disappointed but overall thoughts on Dvorsky's game at the U20s and sometimes we freak like this is his third time like he's been there a lot um, and he's played a lot of international hockey and he takes all the brunt upon himself like he knows he's one of the top players and he takes that responsibility seriously. And I, I, I appreciate about uh, that about him when you talk to him. Absolutely. And, he, and he, on the ice, you can see with his body language. It's just yeah. the, the way that he you can read him is that he has no problem with that responsibility. And that's what you want. He's, he's one, of those, uh, one of those players where, you know, you get any sort of high-end pick who has a ton of responsibility, all the spotlights on you, and sometimes they fold. You know they don't flourish; they fold, and that's not the case with Dvorsky. He flourishes, and and I you know I give I give the kid credit because he's got a, you know he's got a strange curve that people might not know about too much. Like it, it actually reminds me a little bit of Michael Branson Nygaard's, where too good for J twenty has a minus one season, but had to play there. Then he yeah. gets jumped to the Elsvenskan, I think, too quickly, right? And then he has to yeah. back to J twenty a little bit, back to J eighteen. Then he comes back to the Elsvenskan again, and um and he was hit and miss as the result of their sporadic play. Right, very similar to how I, I evaluate Michael Branson Nygaard this season. Um, that said, he finally is in, a, is in a situation where he gets to learn in the OHL. He he gets to, to have the Blues there. He gets the development staff to to know how they he want him to, to play. Experiment too, and he gets to he gets to experiment for sure because he's not going against good pro players. No offense to the SHL, and I think that that's that's what he showcased at this event was a more consistent. Uh, version of what he is is already projected to be, which is a 200 foot center who who can do a whole lot of good things on the ice. The, the one thing I'll say that I was most bothered with him in his draft year was he would sometimes be way too reliant on his shot from distance, and that you didn't see that here. He's he was he was much better this time around relative to the last two twenty than that uh, in terms of making sure that he would drive into the deeper parts of the ice and start trying to generate. That was critical to me. That's that's very important for his development. Yeah, no, and what I liked about his off-puck play is that he was tenacious. Like, he worked hard. Like, there was a good work rate in terms of, you know, battling for pucks and sticking on him, on his man and um, being, in, you know, being an outlet for defensemen and just being smart about being on the right side of the puck and having good puck, puck support. Like, I thought overall, as a centerman, I thought he ticked off all the boxes for me in, in that respect and knowing that he's going to have to play defensively against the other top lines uh, and the other top centers. I thought he acquitted himself very, very well in that respect. And I thought Slovakia kind of deserved a better fate. I, I thought going in that into the quarters that they were going to like pull it off and get themselves into a med opportunity for a medal. Cause that would have been really an interesting, you know, opportunity for them. It, 
great for the Czechs to get that, you know, back-to-back medals, but I, I want to see the Slovaks get in there and get rewarded for all the really good things their program's been doing from that respect. Let's talk about Maxim Sturbeck. Uh, he was in a really tough position because the defense corps didn't have a lot of talent. They were solid, but not a lot of high-end talent. So he was, you know, given the position where you're the number one defenseman and all the responsibility is going to be on you and you're going to play a ton of minutes and you're going to play in every situation and let's hope that you shoulder the load. And he did. Seven points in five games for a D-man. Only took one minor minor penalty and was still a plus one. For me, I mean, it's not all about the stats, but because I watched him play live, I was really impressed with Sturbeck. And the crazy thing is he plays way better in international competition than he does when he plays in either in college hockey or that he played in USHL. For whatever reason, he throws on the Slovak jersey, he's way better. So maybe he can play like that the whole his whole career because it's impressive when he puts on that jersey. I'm completely with you. His peak performances at these at these tournament this tournament specifically, the U20 specifically, this kid shows up in a way I didn't even think he could. Like every yeah. last year, he blew me away. This year, I was like, okay, well, we're going to find out if he can do it again, and and he did it. And I'll be honest, like, I didn't love him at the U18s. Yeah, less yeah. help. I didn't love him at the U18s. You know, I was I I thought he looked more like the 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 kid I did wasn't a huge fan of in the USHL, but I get why Vegas took him. Hey, you see it here. You get why they took him, yeah. right? They're these soft hands. He's huge and, and, and he's, he's fearless. He's a, yeah, he's like a buffalo. He's, no, he's, he's a just, buffalo pick. He's, oh, sorry, he's a buffalo pick. My bad. You're referring to him as a buffalo. I was like, you know what? He does play like a buffalo. He, he does do that too. He's, he's he a thicker it. kid. He can run run players over. It's a good description. You're right. Sorry, my bad. I thought Vegas drafted him. Uh, buffalo pick. The, the thing with, with, with him is that um, he needs a lot of time. And uh, luckily enough, now that Forgot he was sorry, Buffalo. He the, forgot he was a Buffalo pick. They can give him a whole lot of time because that back end yeah. young and yeah, ton, ton of time to give two him. years. Exactly, and that's that's what he needs. So he's in the right the right area. But I'm totally with you. He has got to carry some of these performances over to his league play more often because then you get something really interesting. He's a he's a very unique player. He's one of those players where um, let's let's contrast uh, Lindstein for instance. But Lindstein. He knows what he is, and he has to stay within the parameters of what he is, or he gets in trouble, right? And he knows it, and that's what makes him operate well. Maxime Skurback is almost defenseman where you don't mind the experimentation because he he will flash plays. You go, oh, he can he can do some remarkable things sometimes. Uh, it just needs to come out more. He's got to he's got to trick himself into thinking he's going to Slovakia jersey at all times. That's the way I look at it. So, yeah. uh, very impressive performance, and I'm sure Buffalo is thrilled. Yeah, hundred percent. And I thought I thought about voting for him as one of the top defensemen of the tournament because of you know the situation he was in. You got to look at the context and the environment. He's a number one D D man with like not a lot of help around him, and he had to carry a heavy load. It's not like being on a good team with good defense around you and say, "Oh yeah, he played great." Well, he should based on the circumstance, right? Like put that player into Sturback's situation, see how he handles it. You know. It, it's a tough situation. Let's talk about Philip Massar. I was curious to see what he was going to do with this tournament, you know, based on how he was playing in Kitchener. And was he going to be able to be that offensive dynamic dynamo and just his job is to produce points. There's other guys there 
Like we talk about the Adam Sakuras of the world and Dvorsky, and there's other guys who can play the defensive side of the game from a forward standpoint. But can Philip Mazar come in and just be that dynamic playmaker and create plays out of nothing? And I thought he did that in many cases at this tournament. Yeah, this was a huge tournament for him. You know, dating back to his draft season, I thought he was one of the strangest players in the draft because there was performances where you go, okay, he looks like a legitimate top six line driving center, and that is an amazingly important type of player. And then there are other times where he was misidentifying simple lateral passes and open ice, and he was, he was super inconsistent with the shot, and he had a lot of difficulty uh, with his board battling, That's, which is fair. He's playing in the extra league in Slovakia. You expect him to get – yeah, he's, five, he's, five, 10, he's not very big and he's not he's not big right but you, you you know just the way he operated though in terms of his time and space wasn't great so it's like you, you watch him come over to kishner and there was a, a real problem with that adapting to to the smaller ice which is again to go what i just talked about extra league the, the problems he had on the bigger ice translated to the smaller ice which is not unexpected and so it's like going in this year you have a remarkable talent who's not lived up to the expectation and then he's finally and this is the version that I think Montreal was was thinking they were drafting was this version. This was a very confident player with tremendous, I mean, you, you've all seen it, incredible hands, right? Very dexterous, super coordinated. And when he's on his game, he can produce. And that's, you know, it's, it's he's one of the most interesting players to me to monitor because he's the perfect example of that all development curves aren't linear. In fact, most aren't. Yeah, and he is yeah. that player. He is that player. So excellent tournament for him. And I'm sure Montreal's thrilled. I like him on the wall on the right. Like he's a right-handed shot in the right. And he might be one of those guys who is, it doesn't happen very often, but he's a playmaker off the wall and just provides a different dynamic of where the play is being generated from, from a playmaking standpoint. Um, you know, and I look back to, I'm not saying this is a comparable to this player, but I look back at the player such as Alice Hemsky when he played in Edmonton and he was more of a playmaker, a skilled playmaker off the wall that was dynamic. And, you know, if Messar can do that, that would be fantastic in terms of what Montreal is looking for because Hemsky was an, you know, an excellent player for, for the Oilers. So I'd be curious to see if you can pull that off. And, you know, he, he's going to be playing pro next year because now he's a 20. He just turned 20. This will be the end of his, you know, his junior career. And he's going to go play in Laval. And I know he's got a few, three games in Laval. I got a cup of coffee and then played a couple games uh, this year. So curious to see what he does with that. But overall, I'm I'm really intrigued and pleased to see how Slovakia has continued to get better every year. So hope that continues for the tournament. Brad and I are going to take a short break right after this. Stay tuned. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. 
Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. 